Better yet, pour yourself a glass of juice because we keeping it all the way haunted up in here. All right. <sighs> Hi, Starseeds. I'm Pele Mocha, and welcome to Plant-Based Astrology, the podcast where we take a fresh perspective on knowing yourself naturally. In today's episode, we will introduce astrology, plant-based life, and begin to lay a foundation, giving you a framework to explore your inner world with greater awareness. So when we talk about astrology, why astrology? Why plant-based? These are a couple questions that, as you listen through this episode and through this whole first season, I believe you will receive satisfying answers for. Now, what is astrology? Essentially, we're talking about applied personality psychology. We're talking about understanding the way that we perceive and the way that we experience reality by observing nature. Now, many people may say that psychology is a pseudoscience. It's a soft science. And that, you know, I'm a... I'm a hard-headed realist, and I need to see empirical evidence for supernatural claims. Sure. Okay. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I almost... Okay. <laughs> My response is, you can live life two ways. You can live as though nothing is a miracle, and you can live as though everything is a miracle. And seeing the world as though everything is a miracle seems to bring more joy to my life, so this is how I like to enjoy. Alright, so generally, astrology is the mother of science, right? We need a space for science to be explored. So astrology is the mother of science, philosophy is the father of science. <laughs> Essentially, this if there was a goal of astrology, which is a bold claim that I'm not going to make, but if there was a goal of astrology, we could say that it's about harmonizing the masculine and feminine aspects within the self. Harmonizing the, the inner parts, the dynamic relationships that happen on the astral, cosmological level, as well as happen internally in the body. So to continue to describe astrology, I, I know a lot of you already know a lot of this information, but for people that are new to astrology, I'm just going to kind of break down my perspective and you may hear something new. So... Bear with me. There is a book called Solar Biology. And I think the title itself is helpful to recognize that we are at one with our environment. This is, this is a realization that the awakened sages share, is that there is no us and them. There is a 
simultaneous happening. There is a dance, and it takes two to dance. It takes self and the other. So as we observe the outside world, the planets on the macro level, the same way that we can observe ourselves inside of our body on the micro level, we can gain a sense of the cycles that are happening all around us. So essentially your natal chart, your birth chart, the position of the planets at the time of your birth is a holographic fractal map giving you information from your higher self on what you're here to do, what energy works well for you, how do you move, what are your strengths, what do you have to work through, what is your dharma. Okay, so I'm not going to blanket say we are all one because I believe that aphorism is largely just misinterpreted. So we'll explore the nuances here of what's happening with our relation with the cosmos. So the cosmos is a unified field. We are all so-called reporting back to source. We are bodies and we contain smaller bodies, cells, molecules, and atoms. So we're living in a holographic fractal. If you, if you examine a piece of the fractal, if you pull it out of the, dis the display, you will see a, an image of the whole rest of the fractal. The same way, or another analogy is the spider web covered with dewdrops. And in each dewdrop, you see a reflection of all the other dewdrops. So yes, we are all each our own dewdrop. I want to make that clear. You have your own self, you have your own ego, you have your own presence, you have your own experiences. I am not supporting enmeshing with people or lack of boundaries in any way. This is about understanding that we are contained in larger bodies. And so as the larger bodies experience things, we experience things as a result of that. As the smaller bodies or cells inside of our body experience things, then we experience that as a, as a whole. As a whole, yes. We may not be the same, but we are together. So this is referencing some natural law, which I'm sure you heard, as above, so below, as within, so without. As we know and study the cycles that happen without or outside of us, we begin to understand the cycles that happen within us. So if you wish to enter, under, and overstand the mysteries of, your, of the universe, of your universe, know thyself. Your natal chart is a reflection that the universe was shining back to you at the moment you were born. By analyzing this chart, we receive information. What better way does your higher self, the non-physical part of you, have to communicate with you than your moment of incarnation? Right? So speaking of natural law, we also have rhythm, cadence. Time is a construct of the human mind. You don't see animals rushing because they're late. The birds still manage to migrate to the same locations every year with no clock, no calendar, no map. This is about instinct, which has to do with Mars. Mars kind of governs your instincts, and Mars is going to be the first planet that we talk about later in the series. Essentially, what I'm saying now is everything happens in cycles. The stars, the planets, 
They align for a moment and the pattern continues, and next time around, everything else will be slightly different. So we're in space and we're writing these time cycles. We're seeing the vibration of our soul signature reflected back to us via our reality. So you have natural energy that you're working with, which is your natal chart, so the energy that you were born with, the influence of the celestial bodies around you that supported you in manifesting a physical body. And you also have your, your current will. So this is like the difference between fate and destiny. Fate and some astrologers take the approach of predestination and that you have a script and that they're basically just delivering your script to you. That is not a belief that I subscribe to because I don't think it's true. I take a meta-modern approach and recognize and understand that you have, and this is, this is essentially what psychologists have agreed on, is that you are a result of the nurturing of what nature has given you. So it's nature and nurture. A child is not entirely a blank slate, but they're also not cast in stone either. So as we recognize that this is a dance, an interplay, an oscillation between who you are, who you were born in, you're basically like factory default settings, and who you choose to build yourself into, who you choose to become, how you choose to use your natural energies and propensities to unlock and activate your highest potential. As you discover more about yourself, you're more available to discover more about another person and to be discovered by another person, right? So astrology gives us the language to articulate and express the different inner aspects of ourselves, which are often paradoxical, right? This is, this is just true. I contain multitudes, so I will be misunderstood. Jesus, Socrates, the greats, we're all misunderstood. To be great is to be misunderstood. No one else is going to understand you, beloved. You get to do it, right? So as you understand yourself, you are able to understand another. And this is the science of intimacy. Essentially, astrology is relationship psychology. We study, oh, how does it feel when this planet is in this alignment with this planet? We do this by clearing our body vessel and allowing our intuitive senses to be fully online so that we can receive the information that's happening all around us. We observe the interactions between stars and bodies within and without. You are a star, you are a planet, or you are an orb, you are an electromagnetic field. You are interacting with and orbiting and colliding with other fields and objects in your waking life and in your dreaming life. By understanding the relationship of the planets, you unlock an overstanding of the relationship of your inner planets or chakras or electric resistors in your body. Now, to have a body, what do you need first? You need a space. You need a womb. This is why they say, I met God. She's black. Now I prefer the term melanated. 
what seed could be planted with no soil, right? You have to draw the line somewhere. There has to be light and dark. But you can't have light without dark. So all this to say, you are essentially a feminine type being. And this isn't about gender and this isn't about politics. You are a feminine being because you exist by receiving first. The, fir the first thing when you come into the world, what do you do? Breathe. Breathe in, you're receiving. That lets you know that you're in a space that's holding you. And this is just a fundamental gem in terms of harmonizing the masculine and feminine aspects within the self. So I guess to continue, I'll, I'll break down a little bit more about how we can introduce an understanding of astrology into our life. There are, hmm, yeah, there are three categories of components that basically make up astrology. And there are the houses, the signs, and the planets. There are 12 houses. There are 12 signs correlating with the houses. And there are a debatable number of planets. I'm going to say 11 because I like to include Earth when we talk about these. And I'll do a brief overview of these. And then we'll go ahead and shut this down and prepare for the next episode. Okay, so 12 houses. The first house, well, okay, so first we'll talk about the relationship between houses, signs, and planets. Houses come first because houses are the womb space. For anything to incarnate, there first has to be the space. And this is, this is how reality is created. This is the process of creation. First, there's a space. So we have spaces 1 through 12. The first space, the first house, has to do with who you are. The second house has to do with what you value. The third house has to do with your surroundings. The fourth house has to do with your home. The fifth house has to do with your creative expression. The sixth house has to do with your health and your day-to-day -day practice. The seventh house has to do with relationship. The eighth house has to do with what happens behind closed doors. The ninth house has to do with travel and higher learning. The tenth house has to do with how you're seen by society. The eleventh house has to do with your network circles. And the twelfth house has to do with your dreams and your subconscious. So by observing what signs and planets appear in the different houses in your chart, we're able to correlate energies and we're able to examine this holographic fractal map that is unique to you and discover, oh, so in your area, your house of your surroundings, 
you have this planet, which is a signifier of this type of situation or this type of happening. And I'll provide more concrete examples as we continue through the series. Now let's talk about the signs. So the houses create the space. And then the signs are the next tier of manifestation. And I'm going to correlate the house's signs and planets to the 963 frequency. Y'all understand, if you wish to understand the mysteries of the universe, understand everything in terms of frequency, vibration, and energy, also known as 963 frequency. So the houses are the 9 frequency, the spirit, the thought, the signs are the 6 frequency, which is the vibration, the feeling, the emotion, the intention. And then the planets are the three frequency manifest in third dimensional physical reality as the three. 963, houses, signs, planets. Okay, so we'll continue with the signs. Signs are, there are 12 signs, and I will go through them and briefly describe each one. The first sign is Aries. It has to do with being, acting, I am. Taurus has to do with value and appreciation, and it is I have. Gemini. It has to do with um it's funny because what does Gemini have to do with, right? <laughs> Gemini has to do with everything. Um Gemini has to do with with thoughts for the sake of novelty. Cancer has to do cancer is the fourth sign. Cancer has to do with how you can influence how you feel and how you can influence how other people feel. Leo has to do with expressing your radiance. Virgo has to do with thoughts for practical purposes, where Gemini has to do with thoughts for novelty. Virgo has to do with thoughts for practicality. or ways of doing things, ways of anchoring ideas into physical reality. Libra has to do with relationship. It has to do with contracts. Scorpio has to do with the science of reproduction, of um, magic. So, mystery. Scorpio rules mystery. Sagittarius. <laughs> Travel, party, exploration, feeling how you feel and exploring and how exploring how other people feel in a dynamic interplay. Capricorn has to do with establishing something that will last. Generational wealth. 
Aquarius has to do with information, essentially. It has to do with, it's the water bearer. So bringing in the flood of information as the decade has shifted, we are feeling the Aquarian age more so than we ever have. And Pisces, Pisces is about dreams and daydreaming and creativity and fun and feeling and being playful and creating. So finally, I'll talk about the planets and summarize, and then we'll close this down. So the planets are Mars. Mars has to do with your instinct. That first light is Mars. Venus has to do with appreciation and valuing and love and nurturing and... Um, relating. Earth, in between Mars and Venus, has to do with growing, blossoming, learning, feeling, sensing. Mercury has to do with thought, thinking. It's the closest planet to the sun. It has the information and it's condensed into a very fast shifty energy. Then we have the moon. The moon has to do with motivation, your mood, your what is motivating you. The sun has to do with your ego conscious, your action, your behavior, how you're seen. Pluto has to do with your deepest desires like to the ends of the earth and back, gone through hell. This is what Pluto's about. Jupiter is about gains, expansions, luxury, travel, just enjoying life. Saturn is about boundaries and discipline and limitation, and lessons. Uranus is about rebellion, opposition, changing, novelty, uniqueness, originality. Neptune is about dreams, as well as hallucinations, creativity, and everything in between. And now there are other asteroids and stars that do play, they do exist, and they do play into your chart. Astrology is as deep as you want it to be, obviously. So however deep you want to take it, that's as deep as it will go. I'm not going to talk about asteroids and other constellations right now. Just know that there's billions and billions of stars. <laughs> okay, so as we wrap this up, I want to give you something to walk away with that is tangible. And I'm offering astrology as a means of harmonizing the different parts within the self. So we have agreeable parts of ourself and disagreeable parts of ourself. We have passive parts of ourself and we have active parts of ourself. We have parts of ourself that are receiving and we have parts of ourself that are giving. 
And the more that we can be aware of these dynamics within ourselves, the more we can exude an energy of harmony in our world and in our life. Two tenets or two, two principles that will support you in understanding yourself are these. The first one is intuition. Recognize that you already know who you are. Anything that anyone tells you is merely confirmation that you know who you are. If someone tells you something and it, it feels like it bounces off you in a weird way or it feels like it, like it gives you a gross feeling, that's not for you. If someone tells you something and you feel an activation and you feel an energy lighting up in your field, it's because the mirror is accurate. The other aspect is simplicity. Also known as Occam's razor, the simplest solution is usually the one that makes the most sense, usually the most correct one. So by applying intuition and simplicity to your self-help practice, to your meditation, to your journaling, to your diet, you will know thyself. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Pele Mocha, host of Plant-Based Astrology. We out here. Plant-Based Astrology is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support us, you can either donate via Cash App or Venmo at Pele Mocha, hashtag Pele Mocha. You can see the link in the show notes. You can also sign up to contribute on Anchor, downloading Anchor, and you can contribute anywhere from 99 cents to 9.99 per month. I'm so appreciative for you taking the time to enhance your awareness in your life. So much more content to come. And <laughs> I'm just filled with so much joy right now. My words are blending, so wishing you all the best.